I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hello everyone and happy weekend. I am Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported where, supported by you, where I am assuming that you're listening on the weekend because we celebrate the end of every week by, you know, looking at our reminders that we send each ourselves during the week, <laughs> loading up Refinery29, maybe asking a kid on the street, or... Filling a plate full of bugles. Filling a plate full of bugles or plumbing the depths of our wonderful Discord, looking for things that are things. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, we had one of those convergence episodes uh, this week. Uh, so it's going to lead to a new segment of the show where Molly texted me that I had put in a thing that she was about to put in. It was amazing. So That's only, decided. I think, the second time. Is this the second happened. time now? On the return. Which is anyway, amazing. For sure. On the return. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't so, know if it happened. So now we're calling it the er thing. thing. Uh, Rich, please insert echo effect here. Here. It's a. It's U R. I want to. I want to make it clear. Not mm-hmm. E R R. Not the. Not the <laughs> rapper appropriation type. It's er. Your thing. More like umlaut. It's your thing. Your it's your thing. Uh, anyway, it's uh, both of us uh, having exactly the same idea, which means this is definitely a thing. It's totally. a thing times two, right? <laughs> Yep. So the er thing for today is packaging. And interestingly, we have slightly different takes because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mine is different uh, ways in different ways in. Exactly. Because, yes, it is sustainable packaging, but I chose reusable packaging, whereas it looks like you have gone with a slightly more dissolvable packaging. Well, yeah. So what I what I found was I was noticing that packaging was getting more and more uh, strange. (laughs) I wasn't getting getting the (laughs) same, you know, air puffed pillows that Amazon always put in. I was starting to see like folded cardboard and dissolve these this packing material or compost it. And I was like, okay, what's up? So I started searching around and found this Crunchbase article uh, from this week that more than 20 sustainable packaging startups have raised more than $850 million in the past two years Hmm. for compostable packaging, dissolvable packaging, recycled and recyclable packaging, even biodegradable packaging. And this isn't new technology. This has all been around for a long time, but the demand has finally shifted and all these companies are now able to get financing because everyone realizes, oh, wait, people do care about the packaging because everybody's ordering so much darn stuff, I think. Oh, absolutely. And the packaging can be an actual deal breaker. As we have discussed on the oh, show yeah. and near, you know around the show, I mean, I, I think I've canceled every food service that I stand up for because I just couldn't deal with all the, you know, single use plastic, basically. I mean, I think what we're really getting at here is that the larger trend is getting rid of single use plastic. Like people just really have internalized that and they really don't want that to be a thing that they're doing all the time. Um, and so you're you're seeing different ways in. It's funny because I just signed up for, I don't want to give it away because it's a thing, but I signed up for a delivery service 
that does include that that weird packaging that you dissolve in water. Uh huh. And it smells like potato chips, and it's very strange. And I'm like, well, that's kind of neat, I guess, except that then you use all this water. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing about this. I'm and and let me just state up front, I'm I'm all for this because on the whole, this is better. But yeah. not every part of it is better. Uh, for instance, biodegradable plastic often just means the plastic breaks down into smaller plastic. So you have right. to be careful. Uh, you, and you you're not replacing something, you know, not necessarily sustainable with something that's worse. Which is uh, funny. Yeah, because then my way into this, the thing that I was looking at was reusable mm-hmm. packaging, which has become more and more common. Like, oh, well, it comes in a glass bottle or it comes in a metal like haagen in a metal jar or mouthwash in a refillable jar. And that sounds lovely. <laughs> yes, but until you have like a hundred glass bottles well, and you don't know what to do with them and the you're really not this, going to clean and refill them every time, even though you want to. The only way this works is if, if refilling becomes easy. Right. Cause where's all the bulk stuff to yeah. refill it with? I, I have to say I'm, I'm sort of, I do this, but I'm a half on the fence, whether it really makes a difference or not. Cause I'm not sure it really does. I refill my soap dispense, my, you know, liquid soap foam. I use the foamers yep. and I refill those. But then when I buy the refills, I'm like, I don't know. This looks like about the same amount of plastic that went into the dispenser. Right. Because it's just a big bottle of plastic. Yeah. Because you just get a big plastic envelope. Method assures yeah. me that it's less plastic. But I'm like, no, we need a better way. We need a like co-ops have been doing this forever with lots of foods where you like just go with your own container and you buy the granola and then you weigh it and they charge you for the granola and you don't have to waste a container. We need systems like that for other things if this is going to work. Right. I mean, you could really spin a pretty cool sci-fi scenario, in fact, in which like the thing that we need to get funding for is the bulk store. Like I'm already picturing... You know, for example, if there's a there's the metal Hagen Dazs container, mm-hmm. then you the 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 you're basically the grocery store starts to look more and more like the Froyo place. <laughs> like you go, you're just going and, and you pull just the are levers. like the milk, right? Like you pull all the levers for the things that you need. Milk, the coffee beans, get my chocolate sauce, and my coffee the beans. oatmeal, <laughs> the shredded cheese, <laughs> olives. <laughs> The shredded cheese is basically like a giant Cuisinart, and there's just a huge block of cheese in there. Yeah, and when so you, you pull the see, lever, that'd be actually pretty cool. If shreds you could watch it on the it spot. Shred. Yeah. No one steal this idea. I could get venture capital funding for this right now because these people oh, are crazy. Oh, and it's crazy. all going to be automatic, and it's run by Amazon. Oh, it's run by robots. Yes. Yes. But then you'll hire people to help you because you still have to give humans jobs too. Well, the humans are there to to help you when everything breaks because it when will, it breaks exactly it'll totally well, then break. to show you how to use it and yeah. like don't don't stick your fingers in the cheese shredder right. robot because <laughs> dude I, I, mean, I love that there's uh there's basically at the self checkout in my local grocery store there's basically two employees working at any time helping someone do the self checkout oh yeah. Because it yeah. always breaks, too, mm-hmm. is the thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's never or, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, we have to send a person over because we want to know if you're collecting the Monopoly coupons or the uh, I don't know if you have this in San Francisco, but when you come out of a parking garage with an automated ticket and there's a person there to take the ticket from you and put it in the automated machine. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, love the, that. Well, and the reason they're doing that is because people jam the thing in there and break it. So they're like, you know what? We'll put this in here for you. 
I mean, listen, it's possible that the, you know, the next, the story of the decade is going to be robots are not better. <laughs> yeah. It turns out, uh, robots and AI, pretty good. Pretty good. Not good enough. Not good enough to abstract yeah. out human stupidity. I want to, I want to throw another idea in here too, which is the old bring back the milkman for stuff, for yes. mul- more stuff. Right. I mean, that's the other you thing. You put is your empty Hagen already... metal containers out. The Hagen person comes, picks them up, takes them away, leaves new Hagen for you. That's our business too. Bulk, bulk right. delivery trucks, S- bulk swap outs. You don't have to wash already... anything. You don't have to throw anything away. You just leave the old ones. You get fresh ones. Yeah. So the thing to do is find the five commodities mm-hmm. that that works best with Hagen Hagen Dazs for Obviously. sure, definitely shredded cheese because I shredded really want to cheese. invent that robot. Olives, <laughs> olives, <laughs> spicy takis. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I think you could yeah, actually no like doubt. the return of the milkman makes tons of sense. Like retail, you know, people aren't going to the oh, store as much. Like there is an actual opportunity. This to is use either the an Amazon economy. thing or a company Amazon buys or a way to disrupt Amazon. Yeah, well, I, I choose to go with the hopeful interpretation, I mean, yeah. which is disrupt Amazon. <laughs> all, any, any or all of those. I'm, However, but, Amazon, this is your chance. Somebody's got to do it, right? Send, and Whole Foods send, already, the Amazon owns Whole Foods. Whole Foods already has a lot of the bulk stuff. Like, just totally do the math. Like the breakfast one could come and it would have like different cereals and it would have milk and it would have oatmeal. <gasps> right. You just leave the containers. I want to write this business plan immediately. Yeah. This is um, actually awesome. I don't know I'll why I'm feeling so entrepreneurial today. <laughs> yeah, you're all about business plans. I, I guess I really am. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all this is making me hungry, uh, which reminds <laughs> me that Cashel on Twitter gave me my thing for this week. And you're like, wait, shouldn't this be in the feedback? No, uh, I'm no. stealing it from Cashel, but I'm giving Immediately. her full Immediately. <laughs> and he only uh, gets it because he got there first. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, but this one's so good. And, and it kind of ties so into good. a lot of stuff we've talked about before on the show. It's called Intuitive Eating. And there's a great article about it on Vice. And I don't always love Vice, but sometimes they do a very good job. And this is one of the cases where Emily Castle did a fantastic job writing this up because it's trying to walk the line between saying, look, there's a real thing called intuitive eating. It's got real science behind it and nutritionists actually like it. But there's also a thing on Instagram where people try to pretend they're doing intuitive eating. Like it gets all the subtlety and nuance in there, uh, which I loved. But the real thing about intuitive eating is don't do a diet. Mm-hmm. like a fad mm-hmm. do a diet as in a way of eating and you definitely need to read books about this i think to make it work but the general idea is <laughs> that's not very you, intuitive <laughs> well but no, I it's you, trying I to you. get you to be intuitive in a way you've been untrained to be and the part that made it click for me is in the article she points out that many of us myself anyway were taught to finish your food and she's like, that's, yeah. that, that's totally programming you in the wrong way. You shouldn't finish your food if you're full. You should actually be paying attention to when your body tells you you're full and just stop eating. And man, yep. I, I had this happen to me today at lunch. I was eating my lunch and I was like, I really am kind of done, but I should keep going because I need to finish my lunch. Right. right. And I, I paid I, for I, it. I don't want to waste food. Even after reading this article, I couldn't stop. Yeah. Like it's hard. Uh, but the idea is you don't restrict yourself from foods you just kind of teach yourself to listen to your your instincts better Mm -hmm. because really 
like, yes, you should eat as healthy as you, right? There should be vegetables. There should be variety, all of those things. But for the most part, we know what portion size, it's all portion size. And our bodies do know that. And in fact, our bodies, like I will see once in a while after, you know, three to 10 days in a row of my child eating like hot Takis and ramen that I'll put a salad in front of him and he'll ignore everything else and just like mow down. Right. On and that salad. Like our bodies do know. One of the things this hinges on is like you think you're just going to eat ice cream all day long. But again, they point out in the article, if you work in an ice cream shop and you can eat all the ice cream you want, you stop wanting ice cream. Right. So it's not it's not that you have to. It's like when you restrict yourself, you make yourself want something more. So I, I it I it's harder than it looks, I think. Because mm-hmm. you have to Clearly. really do it. You have to like pay attention and, and and try to follow the the principles. And I'm sure there's good best practices on how to do that. But the idea is like when you're hungry, eat. When you're not hungry, stop. Yep. Feel your fullness. <laughs> yeah. Feel your fullness. Yeah. No more. And they say like eat and discover the satisfaction factor, right? Eat what you really want. Don't swap out zucchini when you really want pasta. Yeah. But on the same token, sometimes you're going to want zucchini and you should pay attention to that. Right. Yeah. And this, you know, it's really interesting. And not only does it, I think, require a lot of focus. A lot of on, And also, to be brain. clear, the authors of this sort of concept are like, this, we do not want you to Google this and have it autocomplete for weight loss. Yeah. They're like, actually, that's really frustrating. And, and if you are actually focused on that's losing weight, you're not going to be able to be an intuitive eater, right? So they're saying, like, this is the ideal. The other part of the ideal that I think is hard to accomplish for people, for everyone equally, is the availability of all of those foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it sort of assumes that I guess that, that you would be able to open up your Kim. <laughs> That's a really good question. Your like, fridge and uh-huh. see that there was zucchini in there and want that. And that's where I think you need to read up and follow best practices and find out like, okay, but how do I do this? How do I make sure I have the things available that I want? Um, you and know, can I'm, I afford them? And does my grocery store have them? Because I live in a food desert. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot I, of like, it takes I'm some sh- privilege to I'm be gonna an intuitive gu- I'm eater. I'm going to guess that even in the, you know, uh, the the most basic Vons, there are options for good stuff. But it's it's going to depend it, mm. it, on so many things. I don't know what a Vons is, but food deserts are real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. You, you you can usually find vegetables. They just may not be very high quality, organic. That, that's that's where it really starts to, to break down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how to transition to this in a not gross way, but you're since we're talking about food, I'm talking about... <laughs> goes in one end. Goes in one end. And then you need a bidet. <laughs> and that's my thing. <laughs> Did you not... I swear we've talked about bidets before. Maybe it was on the on the bonus show. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Well, because I think I told you guys that I got all of uh-huh. my family bidets for Christmas. That might be <laughs> like, it. Everyone. Everyone got a bidet. Did, I, I don't. But I don't think we talked about it on the show, but I'm not really sure. But either way, it, it's not just me. Like bidets have become a thing. People are seeing them. What prompted me actually is that my man's got a bidet ad on Instagram and bought it. And then was like, I'm obsessed with this thing. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been meaning to buy one of these for ages because that tushy one looks so cool. And then I realized that they're all they're cropping up on all kinds of people's Instagram ads. And there were tons of them at CES. And I was like, OK, I think bidets have finally firmly arrived in the United States. They've been creeping over for a while, like Toto 
was was making inroads as the high end washlet. But now just these like super simple. I don't know. I think the one I got everybody for Christmas, like 34 bucks. February 16th. We talked about bidets. We did. Yes. Oh, how embarrassing. No, no, it's not embarrassing. It's like this is the this is the fulfillment of that because I've I kind of remember this now and you're like, I think bidets are going to become a thing. I'm starting to see people talking about them. So what you're talking about today is not embarrassing at all. Well, then what they you're talking have about arrived. today is like, guess what, folks? I was right. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> what I meant to say was nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's the thing. All right. Well, there you go. Because you didn't have one when we talked about it last. I didn't have you one. You bought all your family one. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And everybody was like, really? They they had not yet appeared in a New York Magazine article, nope. Eight Best Bidets of 2019. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> totally the, true. Here's what I hope. Here's my hope for this bidet trend that you have nailed, <laughs> is that this will Thanks, lead, buddy. finally, <laughs> to the popularization of the Japanese-style toilet in the United States. Dude, seriously? <laughs> and yes, it has a bidet function and other functions, but it's really the heated seat that I'm after. Yeah, I know. Everyone's kind of complaint about the bidet was they're all cold. They're all mm, cold water. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, not that big a deal. Here to tell you. Here to overshare a little bit I mean, about yeah. that. All right. Really not. But, yeah, I mean, a heated Toto washlet, like, that's the jam with the, like, the mm-hmm. heated, and then the heater water, mm-hmm. heat, hot water and cold water and, like, a dryer. I mean. Everything you need. Yeah. I made full use of it on my trip. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. And I was talking to a friend. (laughs) I think what it's possible that the thing that even made me bring it up then or since was a friend talking to me about how she had just bought the Toshiba Day and she was she had spent a lot of time as a foreign correspondent Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like everywhere else. She's like, bidets are so common all over the rest of the world. And everybody thinks that Americans are just gross. (laughs) Gross. She's like, y'all are dirty. You know what? I realized we probably should explain what a bidet is in, you know, general. Oh, we probably should. Yes. For somebody who doesn't know. Yes. A bidet is uh, originally it's from the French and it is an attachment. In fact, you it's possible you've seen it as a separate. Like sometimes you'll go into a bathroom in Europe or somewhere else and there will be a toilet and then a whole what looks like a whole other toilet. And it that's a bidet because they used to be like a totally separate installation. But what they do is instead of you using scratchy, ineffective paper to clean your bottom, you and this is so logical, you squirt water on it. Duh. <laughs> because And then it's cleaner. But, but, but wait, when I get in the shower, I just like wipe myself down with paper. Right. Like that's not how you clean yourself, especially when the thing you're cleaning is poo-poo. Uh, i mean it really like when you think about it especially after you start using it you're just like oh god (laughs) now when i travel and there's not a bidet like i want a travel bidet which probably exists i bet that does yeah it's it's fascinating and i mean really like now they're so popular that they've just got these little ones that sort of attach on they don't need any there's no electricity yep they don't have to you know dollars and five cents the bio bidet electric portable travel bidet Yep. I believe I got the Lux Bidet Neo 180. Brondell also makes a $10 one that you can get at Bed Bath & Beyond for your travel needs. And then you can get nicer ones. There's one that's $370 that is like the advanced one that's hot and cold and the cycles and the this and that. 
You don't even need that, man. I'm here to tell you, toughen up. I mean, the ones I've been mentioning were just the travel ones. There's all kinds of other ones. Does this go, do you think that this actually, the fact that bidets have arrived, which is what I meant to say, mm. is just more evidence of the, this, what are they calling it? Casual about poop. In the Discord, <laughs> in the Discord things channel, everyone uh, has been posting examples of the thing that you identified, which yeah, is like, yeah poop as like a consumer <laughs> amusement but they've just sort of started calling it casual about poop casual which about is poop? the perfect phrase we're not we're not we're not hung up on like oh i bidet, don't even say i remember i actually remember saying the word bidet was sort of like oh don't talk about that in front of the children kind of thing yeah yeah which i think is probably why my parents were like um interesting <laughs> fascinating and then my dad texted me he was like i love the bidet i'm like i know <laughs> that's great that's great see that that nail that underlines it right there like definitely you are, you're definitely right but yes okay well i'm sorry for the repeat but on the plus side don't be sorry it. yeah nailed it <laughs> um we also we're going to do a couple of our things things personally to us may not ex- uh, uh, affect anyone else but man i uh i need to talk to a person at a bank <laughs> like it just this is your thing this is like i it, it's it's kind of similar to the being told while you're on hold that you could do something online and you're like the only reason i'm calling you is because it didn't work online situation yeah. like yeah. there are things where i'm like no i i need to talk to a person at a bank and so you go in and you see like they've replaced most of the teller uh bays with atms they're like just go up i'm like if i i would have freaking right. used an atm if instead of coming inside because I need to talk to a person. There were five people in line today when I went to deposit a check for the Sword and Laser Company. Yeah, because a lot of times, I mean, this goes back to what we were just saying, which is like robots are not as good as humans. And I completely, I mean, I agree with you, and this is why not to cross the streams, but this is why, like, I think the whole neobank trend, mm. this idea that, oh, millennials only want to bank on their phones and we can, we're going to get rid of all branches. And I'm like, I don't actually think that I mean, that's a good idea. Even Amazon opened a store. I think, yeah, I don't think I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as saying I think that's fine, but I, I think you can get by without a branch, uh, in some cases if you just have like very limited needs. But as soon as you get more complicated stuff going on with your bank, sometimes right. you just got to talk to a person. And I guess you can call, but I don't know. No, it's so much. I mean, it's really, so much I better think when you're in person. I really sincerely believe that I think the lesson of the sort of like next iteration of the tech world the digital economy that we live in is going to be like oh humans required yeah and and that out. it hit me because there were five people in line i'm like obviously i'm not alone right yeah like yeah you don't have and and you know there were six teller spots two open the other four were machines i'm like none of us need the machine you don't want the machine exactly yeah, yeah. I mean, we have nope, things I'm machine totally cannot you. do um, I have a report from It's a Thing Commerce Land, oh. which is that my faux cowhide rug came yesterday, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I'm suddenly so designy. <laughs> it, the picture you said looks really, really nice. Like, that's home and garden level stuff. It looks good. Oh, my God. I love it because I have finally, after low these many years, figured out two things about myself. One, my personal decorating style is modern farmhouse. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is a thing. Yes, it is. That style. I can't believe I'm just, you know, we're just, th- this is a jam packed show. 
I know. when it comes to things. But I feel like, you know, now I have a new, a new one to introduce since bidets is kind of old. But Modern Farmhouse, the look, is a huge thing. And the cowhide rug is a huge part of it. So I figured that out about myself. And then I've also, just as a side note, figured out that the kind of wine I like, you know, when you go and you're like, I, I want some kind of red wine. And they're like, what kind do you like? And you're like, I don't know. I have it now. Spicy and jammy. Spicy. Oh, right. In other words, I like spicy wines, like jammy wines, spicy mm-hmm. and jammy. I like uh, both. I want them mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want a wine that's a little spicy and a little jammy. Often All a right. Zinfandel, often a red blend, mm-hmm. occasionally a Cabernet. Like I'm, I'm honing in. It's taken me a while. That's good because not all Cabernets taste alike, not all Merlots taste alike, not all Zins taste alike. And that, dear friends, is all your sommelier wants to know, just to go full snob here. They don't want you to say, I like Cabernets. They want you to say, like, this is the flavor profile I enjoy. I like a little cranberry and tobacco. It's like going to the auto dealer and they're like, what kind of car do you like? I like sedans. Like, okay, but... Do you like fast ones or slow ones? Or how many doors are we talking here? Brown, white, like hatchback. West Bay Stars in the Discord wants to know if that means jammy wine is thicker. It can be. You know how like some Pinot Noirs are real light weight? They don't mm. have, but jammy is like both a little bit of a fruity flavor. And then yes, like a lot of mouthfeel. Oh my God, I am such a tool. <laughs> I'm so Northern California right now. So much mouthfeel. I know. So those are my things. Modern farmhouse and, and spicy and jammy. And finally, uh, also from the land of commerce related to this show. Yeah, we I haven't even buy, got to your thing. We haven't even gotten to it. I, buy, I also bought an Instant Pot. And, and? it's awesome. Ah! And I get, it's so good. I've made like three things in it already. I'm going to make something tonight. I'm obsessed with it. And now I made a terrible mistake. I'm such a rookie. I got the three quart because I want to make those dang pancakes, which I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. It's too small. I need the six quart. You want to swap? Well, because all of the... <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I'm I mean, torn. I wish cause... I lived in driving distance because I would just bring you our six quart and take your three oh, quart. Because six trade. quart is just too big for us. I know. I mean, I do want to just make two... Yeah, I just need to get better at like the math of the recipes, cutting them down. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, maybe that's all I, it is. I am really only cooking for the two of us. Like, it would be kind of silly to have a six quart. I'll figure it out. But I love, that thing is amazing. So good. It's amazing. Can't wait right. to make rice in it. Uh, thanks to Cashel for the intuitive eating. And let's get to some of the other folks who've been writing into us. Joyce uh, wrote in because email and said, I don't know if this <laughs> is on the cusp of a beginning a thing, but I've been noticing for a while now that people are saying because and the name of state or region. For example, I had to bring my umbrella because London. I had to wear cotton because Florida. I had to knit this linen because Texas. Uh, there are others I can't remember right now. I've been noticing it mainly on podcasts I listen to. I'm hearing this more and more. Because of this show, I have been the cool aunt and know things that are cool surprising my grandnieces. I'm so glad that we made you Aww. the cool aunt choice. That's great. That is like the ultimate goal. You know, there is a book actually called Because Internet mm. that is all about the evolution of language and the ways that that evolution is happening as a result of the internet. And because noun is definitely a big thing, but I think you're absolutely right that now we're applying this concept to like regions. I definitely associate this particular usage with you. (laughs) I don't, I don't know why I like (laughs) imagine us at CNET in the mid two thousands and you saying because CES or whatever, I don't know. But like, I feel like that you are the first person who I remember saying this. Maybe I invented it. 
I think For you all did. we know. Yeah, let's just say yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's just assume I that. basically told somebody the other day that we invented podcasting. He was like, you got to be, you know, you need someone who's a podcast native. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, Adam Curry invented the container. Me and Tom invented the show. I'm just saying. <laughs> just so you know. Just saying. Have you ever used a Google spreadsheet to, to organize your podcast? Yeah, that was Molly. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Landon, uh, yeah, have you ever engaged your community with your podcast? That was Tom. <laughs> You're welcome for that. You're welcome. Uh huh. Landon uh, wrote in on DHL swag, 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 uh, and said, first time sending feedback. Yay! Thank welcome. you. Welcome, I want to say that I love your show and look forward to it every week. One possible thing, DHL swag and clothing. Hmm. And said, I first noticed it on a post from a blog that I follow under consideration.com. And then a quick Google search showed that there is a market for DHL branded swag. Which I thought was interesting. Are you talking about DHL? I have to go to the link now because do you mean DHL the like shipping? I think he does. <laughs> Company? Because. Because they look like kind of McDonald's. <laughs> oh my God. It totally is. It's like yeah. DHL, like yeah. the shipping shipping tape the and yellow stuff. And, and a red whole of DHL. And a whole bunch of them are sold out. And it's funny because the, the comment is like, enough people want to rep DHL that some items are already sold out. <laughs> Okay, this is, this is you've spotted a thing for you sure. Have spotted a thing, and apparently, Casetify, which is a thing, evidently that I didn't know, makes cases for phones, mm-hmm. has completely partnered with. D- I want to know what other DHL collabs there are out there. In fact, Why I'm a DHL. Go, DHL right? Like, I get the idea of like, oh, it's cool to make my thing look like it's uh, you know shipped and been around the world, and like I, that's a that's a style. Why not? But. Is it because oh. UPS just looks like a brown box? There's nothing UPS-y about it. DHL has the the repeating logo, but it's I don't want to say it's ugly, but I don't like it. Dude, I don't Okay, but it's on Hypebeast. Wow. And for those who are not familiar with Hypebeast, if it is cool, it is on Hypebeast. I'm out of touch. And not only are there DHL like phone? There are like several. There's the Case Defy ones. There are. There's an AirPods Pro. Oh, this is dang it. Well, I'm never by mind. Way, I'm putting by this the way, in the bullpen. Our producer. We have to disclose at this point. Our producer, Rich Strafalino, is a FedEx stand. So <laughs> you're out of touch, friend. But I like that you're. I, I like your iconoclasm. I appreciate that. There are uh, hoodies. There are hoodies. I don't. This... I don't. I'm what, dude. There are so I can many almost DHL always things. see how a thing has happened without necessarily liking it myself, right? I'm just, I'm having a hard time with this. And I guess it has to be the international shipping appeal, right? Like when you get something from DHL, often, at least for me, it's something that came from a long way away. Like, oh, it's DHL. Oh, this, this that's is exotic. So maybe that exoticism has kind of transferred over to the logo that guess that would make sense i mean that is i'm gonna say absolutely that's definitely why and what a cool uh interpretation because i have no idea but yeah, that's amazing i really don't know uh I also know. he he backs you up on cowhides yeah my he also backs my, us up on cowhides yeah, yeah but we got distracted because that was because a plus 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 because thing DHL. spotting landon because dhl Holy cow. uh eric wrote in with some unholy abomination news uh he says hi tom and molly <laughs> just a quick note if you were surprised by peach flavored whiskey wait until you hear about screwball peanut butter flavored whiskey sounds what? horrible tastes amazing 
Mm, does it though? Uh, you I know, don't know here's how the problem. I feel about this. Here's the problem. If peanut butter flavored whiskey does sound horrible, which it does, uh, but does taste good, which I don't know, maybe it does, you would say the same thing if it did or didn't. Because if it did, you you'd mean? say, yeah, it sounds horrible, but it tastes amazing. I mean it. Or you would want to trick the person into drinking it and hating it and go, no, I know it sounds horrible, but it tastes <laughs> ah, amazing. But it's amazing. Totally. <laughs> or you would just do that sort of like time-honored thing where you're like, God, this is gross. Try it. Try it. Yeah. Which I think it's smell this. Um, I, ew. I don't even, where do you even get? Okay. Now you guys are going to have, at Porter knows. At Porter in the Discord for sure knows where you get flavored knows. whiskey. And I need to know. Sarah wrote in on Muji and Muji Alternatives mm. saying, last, so last week we talked about Muji, the Japanese brand that is sort of like aggressively generic. Um, and she says, what you described reminded me of a store that came out of nowhere in my area called Anko, A-N-K-O. Hmm. She said, it reminded me of a Target with nothing but the house brand, a whole lifestyle of housewares, clothing, pet supplies, party supplies, outdoor gear, etc. And then she says, does brand lists count as a brand, which is a oh, good point. Yeah. It's in Australia, um, Anko. Anko. Interesting. I mean, I am surprised it's taken everybody so long to realize that Ikea is super smart. Mm-hmm. Huh. Anko. And, uh, I want one of those stores. It's probably an outgrowth of, oh. of the uh, maturing of the Chinese manufacturing base because suddenly these companies are like, hey, we can make a lot more. Like, you know, who wants right. it? Uh, and, and I don't know if I mentioned Miniso last week, but we have a Miniso store near us. That's a Chinese company. And they just basically they go to all those Chinese factories and they just order, you know, two million stuffed bears and mm-hmm. then they, you know, and plastic dividers and, and lunch boxes. And then they put them all in their stores all over the world. Wow. Yeah. No, you're probably right because you don't have to. It's a. it's almost like the it's almost like how direct to consumer became a big thing. But now you can be direct to consumer as a store. Yeah. Not just like, not just, you know, uh, for the consumer who the wants to talk thing. to a damn person at a bank. Seriously, I just want to go to a store and look at pretty stuff and figure out what to buy. <laughs> now you can go to a store and talk to a person and see the things and pick them up. Uh, Fordo also wrote in on Muji uh, saying, I literally got the email from you guys with the latest episode in it 20 minutes ago. I'm busy <laughs> doing W.O.R. <laughs> work. She means work. Work. Oh, sorry. Gosh, that makes perfect sense now i'm busy doing work so i read the summary and excitedly thought how i can't wait to listen but then sadly realized i probably won't be able to listen until monday or tuesday and then i took a quick break could last anywhere from two minutes to two hours damn you internet to catch up on the harry megan stuff and then look at an article about nyc home furnishing stores and one of the stores listed is muji come on i'd never even heard of this muji before your email if that's not my spirit guides or the universe telling me to bag boring work for tonight in favor of the very fun and necessary work of getting up to speed on what things are things i don't know what is yippee going to listen now oh heart you roomy <laughs> fordo so fordo freaking rocks. great fordo rocks um let's see you can support the show thank you for everyone who does uh directly at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And you can even support us at we what we like to call the shout out level. And you will join the incomparable Jake Woods, the inimitable Louis St. Amour, and the peerless Mike Akins if you decide to do that. And thanks for everybody who has done any level of support so far because you are what literally keeps the show running. And if you become a member of It's a Thing and get access to cool stuff like our Discord 
You can join us in the Discord sometimes while we're doing the show and chat away like at Porter and West Bay Stars and so many other people. Uh, Just do that at patreon.com slash it's a thing. By the way, a model that Tom invented. Just saying, chat with us live during the show. That's that's all. I read that out of a spreadsheet rundown, which is something Molly invented. (laughs) Feedback at itsathing.me is our email address. Keep it coming. Talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.